0: Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. Today we're going to talk about this new series called Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving. Oh, there you go. Got my spiritual music on. Friends. Giving. Now, what is Friendsgiving? If you don't know, Friendsgiving is when friends spend Thanksgiving together. Friendsgiving. But what we're going to talk about is a little bit more in-depth. Not just friends getting along or friends hanging out. More about friends building each other up. Friends looking inwards in that one person in your life and encouraging that other friend of yours. In November of last year, we focused on uh, Kononia, which is a form of fellowship or communion with God or more commonly with fellow Christians. So we want to continue a little more with this series called Friends Giving. So let's pray, dear Heavenly Father. We just pray, Lord. That we just finished receiving the worship. Uh, We received the worship through song. We received the worship through offering, Lord. We received the worship through prayer, Lord. We just ask that you allow your spirit to move in this place. You continue to move in this place in our hearts. You allow our hearts that are broken to be mended again, Lord. You allow, Father, us to know and understand that you are next to us at all times. It's that form of being there, being present. But I feel like we've lost that because of digital friendship. Again, you can do all this stuff. You can live a different life on social media to the point that you can live as a total different person and promote a total different lifestyle. And then when people see you in person, they're like, that's not what you promote online. But then we have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of different kind of friends on on Facebook or TikTok or Instagram or what's the other ones oh she said MySpace all right Tito that's a long time ago we got so many forms of friends we have thousands and thousands and thousands of friends and guess what we don't even know their names because we're trying to get followers. We're trying to get people to like our page. We're trying to get people who can encourage us when we are feeling down. You see, we enjoy when they like our comments. We enjoy when people who want to continue to follow us continue to follow us, but those are honestly sometimes the same people that are first to rip us apart. But we consider them as friends. We consider them as someone close to us or someone who has the same kind of connection as we do. Have you ever uh, accepted a friend on Facebook and he said, okay, this person is connected to all these other people. And then you look down and you see all the other people that they're connected with and you're like, ah, uh, nah. Have you ever did that? The pastor said no. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I do that. You know Why? Because I want to make sure that whoever I am promoting online is the same kind of person that they get when they see me. So I am careful when I develop friendships. I'm careful who I select. But again, some of us have like 3,000 friends on on Facebook or any kind of platform or social media. And we're like, they're good people. But then they're the first ones to rip us up and say, oh, this guy lives like this and this guy lives like that. And I can't stand for that. Romans 12, 9 says, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in love. In what? Love. In love. Honor one another above your Self. So if I'm your friend and I'm giving you negativity on your social media, I'm not your friend. If Chino firm requests me on Facebook, and he leaves a response, and I don't give him a thumbs up to that response he left, he may consider that I'm not his friend. He may say, this guy doesn't like me. This guy is not my my homie no more. But we all know the truth, that George has a better relationship with Pastor Jose than all of us here. Their friendship is crazy. I'm telling you. I sometimes call calling my dad. He said, hey, let me call you back. I said, who you want to talk to? Oh, George is calling me. I was like, dad, I'm your son. <laughs> I'm like, pop, bro, come on, man. I'm, I'm named after you. Just saying that because I am actually kind of jealous. You know why I'm jealous? Because I don't have a friend like that. I don't have a friend where I can just call up and, you know, put my feet in the air like Pastor Jose does on the side of the bed. No, I, I, don't, have, I don't have that kind of friend. But when I hear how they talk about each other, how they encourage each other, how they motivate each other. That's the kind of friend that speaks in that verse that I just finished speaking about. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourself. You know how many times, mm, you know how many times George connects with my father for breakfast It's amazing. And then I try to call my brother to hook up and he doesn't want to ever hook up with me. But that, that right here is the kind of friendship that we strive to have. The one friendship that will have your back no matter what. The one friendship that you can call them, hey, I need your help. I, I, I need your help and they can be there right away. Most of us are so satisfied with a digital friendship that we don't know what real friendship is. Are you getting what I'm saying? Again, this is only an intro. I'll be back next Sunday. So if you guys have any questions, come back next Sunday. I'll be here. He won't probably, but I'll be. The second form of friendship. Now I like this one because this, 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 this hits a lot of buttons here. The second form of tra- friendship is transactional friendship. It sounds like you're going to the bank to make a transaction. Transactional friendship. Transactional friendship occurs because someone wants to use another person to get ahead in life. So people use this form of friendship for clout, for money, for fame, or just to get closer to their goal that they are trying to reach. Philippians 2, 3 says, do not be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. If your friend is not thinking better than yourself, of them better than than yourself, they're not a good friend. A good friend will respect you so you as a good friend should respect your friends as yourself respect is one of the building blocks of a good friendship if your friendship doesn't have respect then it might be time to find another solution or another alternative But for some reason, we keep calling them friends. Jesus doesn't do that. It's kind of hot up here, so I have to like drink some water. I got this nice shirt that my wife bought me. And it's hot. <laughs> but I can't take it off because I also learned from the senior pastor here that we need to have layers. So I want layers So that it can force your focus from here to this spot, to this area. No, I'm good. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's a friend right there. He said, you want a fan? He said, you want a fan? I'll get you a (laughs) fan. This guy. You see, respect is one of the building blocks of a good friendship. If your friendship doesn't have respect, then it might be time. Time for another solution to find another solution or another alternative. First Corinthians 15 33, I'm Like I got it up here, so I'm like trying to. First Corinthians 15 33 says, Don't be misled by bad company. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. I have to read that again because I've read it kind of wrong. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Ha. Don't allow your friends or don't allow yourself to be the hindrance of someone else's growth in their spiritual walk. Don't allow yourself to be, the, to be considered as that one person who is always bringing people down. Or that one person who is just bad company. Like they don't want to hang with you. Don't be that person. Be the type of friend that every time they are around you, they receive words of encouragement. They receive words of breakthrough. They receive words of affirmation. Every time I see Lewis, I said, Louis, you're a good guy. But I never bring Lewis down. I never try to bring Paul down. I never try to bring Rob down. When Rob is with his cowboy stuff, I don't try to bring him down. And I, I'm not, I don't even watch football. But I don't try to bring him down, man. When I see Rodney, I don't try to bring Rodney down. And that's our job as Christians, as friends or to make sure that we're not transactional kind of friends. Only in it for what we can get or only in it so that we can get further in life. This is not what the Bible says. All these points I'm getting from the Bible. I'm not making it up. The third form of friendship, one dimensional friendship. One dimensional friendship. One-dimensional friendship prioritizes sameness. So views and convictions and practices are never challenged and blind spots are never uncovered. Friendship like these can offer the neutral or redemptive character-forming tension that diversity brings to our life. One-dimensional friendship is that one dimension saying, hey, this is what I like to do. This is what we're going to do. And you're going to do it. Basically. That's that kind of friendship. That's that kind of friendship who only invites you to hang with them because you're good at one thing. And because you're good at one thing, they want you to also follow them to continue doing that one thing that you guys do together. You see, that's why I don't have a lot of friends who work out. Those are one dimensional. I I can't do it, but 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 this is a form of friendship. This is a form of friendship that sometimes we find ourselves around. That they are only around you to abuse you, to get further, just like transactional, but to to to, to just do and uh, force you to allow yourself to follow what they want to do. That's one dimensional. That's not the friendship that the Bible says. We shouldn't be that friend that only wants people to talk about what you want to talk about or do what you want to do we should be this friend you know you know uh, we should be the friend from Proverbs 27 6 it says wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from any enemy sometimes we just want to be around friends who can just make us feel good Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Some of our friends are just kissing us. They're just kissing our bruises. They're just kissing our cuts. They're not healing them. They're just making us feel good for the moment. But there's no growth in us. There's no growth in our relationship. There's no growth. Because they're kissing need friends to be like yo you got to get yourself together this is not what i see this is not what god sees in you that's a friend but we're so covered up we have these shields because we can't receive any words of negativity in our life we should be able to talk to our friends and love and and correct them It, it may be painful for them to admit their behavior but if they are truly god sent friends they will listen Good friends are those who influence you in a good way, who leads by example. They are conscious of the fact that you allow them into your space. They didn't. True friends don't bombard you. They have respect for you. They have respect for who you are. They, they you know, so you got that one friend who likes to call you like, "Oh, we didn't have a hang hangout in a long time. We need to hang out again." And I'm like, "Bro, I'm over here. I got I got a wife. I got kids." Why don't you say, hey, let's let's let us the, the husbands and wives get together and the kids get together and let's fellowship that way. Oh, are you getting something? You see, <clears throat> they are conscious of the fact that they are. Allow that you allow them into their space, and they are their best influence. They best influence you in the way of righteousness. You may want friends who inspire you, who can tell you who you are and what you should fix to be that person that God has created you to be. All my friends that I hope are my friends, I pray that they always inspire me when I'm down. And not throw rocks at me. I hope they tell me the truth when they can. I'm willing to listen. Job 6.14 says, For the despairing man there should be kindness from his friend, so that he does not forsake the fear of the Almighty. Are you doing what this scripture is saying? It's saying we need to be that one person who shows kindness to others. I understand it's hard. It's not easy. But then the Bible goes on to say, so that they might not forsake the fear of our heavenly father. One of the reasons why, sorry, one of the reasons why we don't encourage others to come to Christ is because they see our actions in the workplace. Or we make following Jesus harder than it is or we make the journey unreachable, then it really has to be. John 15, 12, 13 says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. Friends, we need to show love. Friends, we need to show compassion. Friends, we should be able and we should be willing to sacrifice ourselves for our friends. The same way Jesus sacrificed his life on that cross for his friends. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says, I got that one. Yep. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another person. If you're not being motivated, if you're not being sharpened, you need to look somewhere else. Or if you're not sharpening someone else, you need to look further down into yourself and say, God, what am I doing wrong? First Thessalonians 5.11 says, therefore, encourage one another and build others up just as, in fact, you are doing. Next verse, I'm just going through the verses because I'm trying to get through these verses. Proverbs 22, 24 through 25 says, ha 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 ha, make no friendship with men giving to anger. Nor, nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. Some of us have those friends who are quick-tempered. And the Bible says, make no friends with a man giving to anger. Nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his way and entangle yourself in a snare. This scripture leads me to my first point that I wanna make. I gave you three forms of friendship. This is my uh, first point. We have something special after service, so I wanna make sure I give time for that. My first point, good friendship inspires strong values in you. Good friendships inspires good values in you. There's an old proverb that says, you are known by the friends you keep. And this verse reinforces the same kind of wisdom that we read on top. In Proverbs 22, 24 to 25, this verse is saying you are known by the friends you keep around you. Not only does this verse reinforce this proverb, but more importantly, it points out that just as a true friendship brings out the best in you, a bad friendship corrupts good morals. Virtuous friends don't inspire corruption in you. They instill sound values in you. You get what I'm saying? Your friend is not supposed to, come to motivate you to do some wrong stuff. Your friend is supposed to be there to encourage you, to keep you motivated, to keep you encouraged. They set examples that if followed will reap blessings and honor rather than shame and disgrace. If your friends don't inspire you or challenge you to set high standards, then maybe it's time to let those friends go. It's probably time. So friends that I had when I was in high school, I don't have them anymore. It's a different season. It's a different expectation in my life. I can't live with my wife and deal with the same kind of issues that I had when I was in high school or when I was in college. I just can't do it. You grow. And when you grow, you need friends who can grow with you. I went around my job a couple days ago and I also called my family member and I asked them this question. I asked them, what is a friend? Think about it. What is a friend? I got all kinds of responses to this question. I got some, I got my dad gave me like six points of what a friend is. Some people said, a friend is my ride or die. Uh, uh, one friend said my friend is my designated driver that's what that's, that's, that's what people said that was uh. it's, it's serious because what happens is we call friends friends but we don't know the true value of that title friend some friends are just here just for a season Some friends are just here for a moment or for a second, and then we give them that title of friend. I got a lot of different kinds of explanation of what friend is. So today I want to switch the question around and ask you, do you consider yourself a good friend? Do you consider yourself a good friend? I'm speaking to myself. My wife was like, um, Papi, you know, I'm reading your message and it seems kind of tough. And I said, baby, I'm just speaking verses. This is in the Bible, then we need to speak about it. And she was like, okay. You see, sometimes we don't want to hear things like this because we don't want to get checked. But again, I don't want to kiss your wounds I would encourage you to better yourself as friends in the example of how Jesus was to us. Are you friends that give hope to others when they are down? Are you a friend that shows the love of Jesus to those who've harmed you in the past? There's some friends who harmed us in the past. I know I just finished reading a verse about how we should not hang around with those bad company people. But sometimes our friends are also in need of us to be a friend. That's why I ask you this question. Do you consider yourself a good friend? Because it can't be all about us. We have to be able to pass that form of friendship to someone else and be a benefit for them. It's your job as a friend to speak to them as truthful as our heavenly father speaks to us. Without making them feel like you're trying to belittle them. Psalms 37 3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pastures. Brings me to my second point. Good friends, second point, good friends are built on trust. Even though the Bible verse doesn't highlight that, I finished reading, doesn't highlight trust in a relation towards our friend, it does point out trust in our friendship with God. God is our greatest example. So that's why it's safe to mimic his examples of trust and friendship and apply it to our friendship with others. With that being said, the conclusion here is that friendship should have trust and that trust should inspire confidence. Friendship should have trust and that trust should, ha- should inspire confidence. Confidence in your friends' ability, in their words, and in whatever they do, if trust is lacking in your friendship, find ways to foster it. When the trunk retreat was happening last uh, Sunday, I had a lot of volunteers, and they were working, and everybody was doing a great job. I'm telling me, I'm so excited. I'm looking at all the pictures still. Because God is showing himself, man. We're becoming the light in this community that we're called to be. So, As you've seen, I had my scooter. Um, I was driving around with my little scooter, and people were trying to take it out for a drive. Um, But I had friends who said, Papo, Jose, relax. We got this. You see, sometimes it's hard to let other people take control. And I'm like, but you're not going to do it like me. But my job is to, to trust them. to to allow them to do what they need to do, to to, to build them up with words and and, and build them up with their confidence and so that they can show their true abilities. If trust is lacking in your friendship, if I don't trust them, I need to find ways. So that moment I had to find a way and I said, just go with it, just do it. No good friendship can last without trust. So do whatever you can do to encourage it. Ecclesiastes 4. 9 through 10. Two are better than one because they have good in return for their work. If one falls down, his friends can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Pity is the man who has no one to help him up. Proverbs 12, 26 says, the righteous Choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Bring me to my third point. We're almost done. Good friends are watchful. Good friends is God's gift to us, but not all friends he approves. Good friends are friends who understand the nature of the friendship and tries their best to esteem friendship as God-giving. It's a God-giving gift if you have a friend. Every time again, you know, I I look at my father with George sometimes and I'm like, hmm. But their friendship is crazy. Like they love each other. It's it's an amazing thing. My mom sometimes gets jealous because they go out and eat some breakfast. I know, but their friendship is an amazing thing, but that's what we should strive to have, that kind of friendship. Good friends are friends who understand the nature of friendship and try their best to esteem friendship as God-giving. They aren't careless to select their friends. However, when they find a friend, when you find a friend, they are careful not to offend them. Every friendship needs a vigilant friend. I love when I don't have to be present and one of my friends can back me up when they hear something that's not right. Because they know my character. And they say, he's not like that. Those are the kind of friends we're talking about. Vigilant friends. Trustworthy friends. But they are also quick to identify the possible toxic traits in your friendship. You need a friend to be like, yo, what's wrong with us? Why haven't we been talking? What's going on? Why don't you want to call me on the phone no more? Why don't you want to FaceTime me anymore? I'm here. I only live up the street. Because some people do live up the street from their friends. George and my dad. I'm just, I'm just playing with them because I really love what they have. Like, I, I, that inspires me. Like, every time my dad says something right, George says, not once have George said my man while I was doing the message today. Not once. But when my father, uh, the senior pastor, comes up, you hear George like, Mommy! Mommy! That's what I want. I want one of those friends. Huh? There you go, somebody holler, please. There you go. That's the friendship we're striving to have. Is it perfect? No. But they're always trying to rebuild each other up every time I see them. They're always there to lend a helping hand every time I see them. When someone needs help, the other helps. When another person needs help, they'll try to help that person. They're always working together. You see, when we started this church, you know, my my the senior pastor was, was hurt. He was hurt, um, not because we were starting the church, but because we were in another stage in our life, and we were wounded when we were starting this whole ministry that God has put in His heart. And George, I just want to say thank you for always showing love to my father, to always showing him words of encouragement. Even, even when he felt like he was probably going the wrong way, he was like, bro, we got this. Let's keep moving. Let's keep walking forward. God is in control of this. And that was George. I'm telling you, man, I need a friend like George. Because ministry sometimes can feel very lonely. But when you have a friend, it's okay. I have my wife. I asked my same question to my wife. I said, babe, who's your friend? And she's like, papi, you and my mom. And I said, baby, stop. Stop." But she said, no, it's it's friends change. That title of friendship has so much weight. You can't just give it out to anybody. And we do that. We tend to do that on, on social media. We just give it out to everybody. You're my friend. Why? Because you comment on my picture of me like this. <laughs> You're my friend because like, like, it doesn't make sense sometimes. The way we just are freely giving that word out. Friend. The perfect example of a friend that we can try to compare ourselves to is Jesus. His love is so strong that he paid it all on the cross for us. When you were hurting in private, he was still there. When you were frustrated in private, he was still there. When you thought you walked far, 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 far away from him, he was still there. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.